Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. We are exploring the mystical side of life once again this week. If you enjoy our conversations, remember to subscribe and share with a friend. Today, I have Rosie Aronson here with me. Rosie is the creator of the Wisdom Keepers and co-creator of the Dream Arc. Welcome, Rosie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you. We've tried to get together for some time because I absolutely love your cards, the Wisdom Keepers. So why don't we talk just a little bit of that before jumping into the Dream Arc. 64 Faces of Awakening. That's the card deck that is the Wisdom Keepers. Tell us a little bit about how they came into creation. So the Wisdom Keepers Oracle deck did not begin as a desired project. It was more a self-care act. And it was during a time of my life where I was very busy with a private practice, working as an expressive arts therapist. And at a time in the world where there was a lot of despair and division and uh, tragedy happening, not unlike this time in the world as well. And so my husband and daughter said, Rosie, you need to get back to your art practice. You know, even if it's just five minutes here, five minutes there, go and doodle. So it started out like that. I just started doodling. And then ultimately I started doodling inside of faces. And I started to have dreams and visions of beings who really wanted me to give them expression. And what I noticed with each of these faces was not only that they came from all over the world, but they were full of compassion. And I got this hit, I got this intuitive hit that they didn't get there easily. They had all experienced some kind of pain, suffering, fear that they had to move through. So slowly, like the faces started coming out and then I started to feel their stories. And then, you know, I just kept going and I thought, God, what, how, what number, how, when should I stop this? And that's when the number 64 came to me. I have been involved in, in a system called human design and also a rebirth of that system, which is called the gene keys. And we might talk more about that because it's connected to both of these things, both this deck and also this project that I've been working on. And so then I started converging the wisdom from this archetypal universal ocean with these faces, these beings with their stories coming through. And that became a deck. It became a way of serving other people and giving them the opportunity to feel as healed and seen and recognized as I felt in relationship to these faces. So that, and then it kind of took on a life of its own. These wisdom keepers have their own life and they have their own ideas about what they're supposed to do. So I've been basically following them all over the world, doing global video campaigns, connecting with humanitarian organizations, creating coloring book projects that have gone into women's shelters and all, all kinds of things. As you were creating this, you had no idea it was linked to the Gene Keys. No, that came later. As soon as I knew there'd be 64, then I thought, oh, I started to think, I'd look at the face and I'd say, is there an archetype that this person and the story that I feel that they've had connects with? And then I started to pair the faces with the gift from the Gene Keys. And then I would write the stories just, just like free flow. 
And then once the stories were out, I started to think, okay, how might I integrate, let's say the repressive or the reactive aspect of a shadow? Or how might I bring in the gift? Or how might this person experience the more kind of divinity expression of this particular archetype? So I worked in the Gene Keys much later as this began to unfold. For any of the listeners who love the Gene Key system, how could they use these cards to do a deeper dive? The human design system is a very complicated system. It can be very heady, even though its intention is to get us out of our heads and to live a much more fluid, authentic, free life. And like any system, we can get caught, we can get trapped in identities and labels and make ourselves much smaller than we are as opposed to freer. Uh, Although I personally have found a way to work with human design that has given me a lot of freedom. And then the Gene Keys is, I don't know how many pages, it's like, it's like, it's a huge book with so much wisdom. It is so rich and it includes so many aspects of the human condition and sociology and psychology and multiculturalism. It's just a giant synthesis. A lot of people who've been around the spiritual block many times love it. They can't get enough of it. Some people feel a little overwhelmed by it. So one of my deepest goals in life really is to take the brilliance of these bodies of knowledge and deliver them to people in ways that are extremely easy to relate to. So everyone can relate to a face. You know, we, we, we start out as little babies and that's how we learn about the universe that we exist inside of. Am I safe? Am I seen? What's joy? What's sadness? The face is this total intimacy communicator. So that's number one. Everybody can relate to a face and everybody can relate to a story. So every wisdom keeper has a story and we're all storytellers deep in our soul. And we all respond to stories. We have the inner child inside that lights up around it. And it helps us to relate to some of these bigger concepts in a very down to earth way. So my biggest intention with the wisdom keepers was to give people a way into this giant ocean of knowledge of universal archetypal knowledge that's super easy and relatable. So some people, that's all they need. Other people, it becomes the portal in to the Gene Keys, a supplement for that deeper dive that they take. This is only one of your amazing projects. You're also co-creator of the Dream Arc. Tell us a little bit about the Dream Arc. The Dream Arc for me feels like a very natural extension of my work with the Wisdom Keepers. And for Richard, Richard Rudd, who is the author of the Gene Keys that we're talking about, for Richard, the Dream Arc is one of the many streams from the Gene Keys synthesis. And this particular stream is taking these 64 hexagrams or 64 archetypes that come from the I Ching originally and putting them through the the prism of animals. And again, just like people relate to faces, everybody can relate to animals, you know, whether we've had a pet, whether we've had an encounter, whether we have them in our dreams. And so many years ago, Richard actually wrote the Dream Arc Animal Codex, where he took 192 animals, 64 of them, coming from what we would consider the underworld, if we're taking from or borrowing from the language from indigenous cultures and traditions. That would be the the insects, the creepy crawlies, the, the fish, the lizards, the reptiles. 
And these keys, we call them the fear keys because they kind of reflect fears that we all share as humans. It's part of the human condition. And if we lean into them, we get curious about them. Through them, we can discover our gifts and actually contribute to the whole. So for example, there might be one animal that represents uh, the fear of the unknown. And that's something I think anybody can relate to. Or one might be the fear of emptiness or the fear of chaos. Lord knows we're in the midst of a very chaotic phase of our evolution. And so when you start working with these fear keys and showing what these animals mean cross-culturally, and then they speak directly from themselves, like I am spider or I am ant. And from that space, we get these incredible invitations to explore our fears and also uncover, reveal the gifts within them. Then we have the middle world creatures who are the mammals like us. So it's the buffalo, it's the cow, it's the wolf, it's the bull, it's the mouse, it's the rat, 64 of them. This is kind of where we relate to each other. This is connected to the gifts that are associated with the gene keys, for example, and the wisdom keepers. And these animals all bring their wisdom as well. And then we have the vision keys, who are the birds. And the birds are the messengers. They're kind of, they, they're those involutionary beings where we pull in knowledge and love and light and insight from the upper realms and we allow it to kind of merge into our bodies and our everyday lives. And so the dream arc is really like using the symbology of animals to help us move in and out of the, of the realms, you know, the spirit realms, the, the embodied realms, the underworld, our deeper psychic fear realms dream realms, waking realms. And it's all about encouraging people to use their imagination, their intuition, to trust themselves. There are no experts in the dream arc. We create this giant uh, container of adventurous, playful discovery, uh, generosity, trust, um, those kinds of things that are like the pillars of what it's about. We give people lots of opportunities to trust their intuition and click on a button and see what happens and be lit up or invited into an experience or invited to look at things a little bit differently. And then people go on their own journey. It's very unique. It almost sounds shamanic in nature, developing relationship, almost like a totem, an animal totem that you would take this adventure and have all of these new friends to help you and guide you in your life. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And even though we would not consider ourselves to be shamans, and this is not a shamanistic course, we are for sure inspired by earth-based wisdom and have done our best to actually invite in true shamans and indigenous wisdom keepers from all over the world to share their own perspectives on how we can live in harmony with the natural world and how we can live in harmony with the worlds inside of us and that we're all a part of this inner and outer ecosystem. Rosie, I was just sitting there thinking about, to me, the message of this is that everything in our environment brings us information about ourselves. Absolutely. So that's what it is. It's kind of like your life is the real curriculum. And then the dream arc gives you all of these little clues and prods and invitations to help you get the most out of your life, activate your life. There are these 192 animals 
and they're put into 12 categories. It's another layer of themes that penetrate or, or pervade the entire experience. So we have the theme of leaping, the theme of what is it to be a warrior? What do we want to be a warrior for? A warrior for love, a warrior for truth, a warrior for nuance. These days, that actually is a big deal. Uh, we have the guardians that kind of hold our whole process and help us initiate the journey with an intention. We have the unifiers, we have the healers, we have the hunters. What are we hunting for? Where do we feel hunted? We have the tricksters, uh, which give us what we need, not necessarily what we want or what we expect. Uh, we have, let's see, the laughers that help us lighten up. We have, yeah, the healers, the guardians, the unifiers, the dreamers, of course. Dreaming is a huge part of, of the dream arc. We have the changers. And in a way, we are going through such an enormous, unfathomable change on the planet right now that for me, the dream arc is like a training ground to navigate change in a way that keeps us deeply connected to our inner sense of what is correct for us. And that's why the intuition and the imagination are so important, why we're cultivating that in each journey or all the time, because that's what we're going to need. There's no expert out there to tell us what's true or what to do or what direction to go. All of the systems we know are falling apart at the seams. We're going to need to learn to trust something else. And so that's a huge purpose for the dream art to really help us learn to trust ourselves as we navigate the journey, which, as you say, is. It's in the course, but it's in our life. The every single moment, we're receiving messages. Our life is a dream, right? And all the, all the beings, animals and human animals are all populating it. They're also a part of who we are. They're part of us. So what is life like when we live with that awareness, that shamanic awareness? Well, even if you think you're searching outside of yourself in the course, it's really an inside job. It is completely an inside job. This course has cards, just like the Wisdom Keepers, correct? Yes. Now, we're in the process of, you know, planning the publishing process of creating a deck that will include the Animal Codex written by Richard. So I did the art and he's done the writing for the Codex. Right now, that entire deck is inside of the course. So anybody who signs up for this journey will actually get, I'm going to hold it up. I know this might be also for people who are on radio, but I'm holding up a picture of some of the animals on a piece of paper. All 192 will be available to anyone who does it, and they can cut it out and create their own decks and play with it. You created the artwork for this project and for the Wisdom Keepers too. Yes. So Rosie, why don't you give us a little taste and, uh, and maybe choose a card with a message for us? In one of the modules, it's a very unusual module. It's called the unifiers. Every time you go into one of these modules or categories, there's a different way to find your animal within that category. Sometimes you might listen to sounds and pick an animal based on the sound, the frequency of the sound that draws you in. Sometimes uh, we might hone in on the animal. So you see just like a tiny little part of it. You have no idea what animal it belongs to. And you click on that and then suddenly you get your animal. There's so many ways, um, but in the unifiers, we actually have a dog named Luna, who's an Oracle dog. So she's been working with the Wisdom Keepers Oracle 
for years now, and she picks a card. She picks one of the uh, Wisdom Keeper cards. What we did was we paired one of the Wisdom Keepers with one of the animals that belong to the Unifiers category. So before we um, talk today, I just thought, okay, I'm going to pick on the Luna the Oracle and see which pair she comes up with. And so she came up with this Wisdom Keeper, who is the Wisdom Keeper of Teamwork. And he is teamed up with the animal who is a bird, which is a quail. So what I thought I would do is just share just a, a blurb from each. How appropriate that you have a dog oracle. Perfect. That's so dream arc. Like it's, it's not like anything you've experienced before. It's very unusual. And of course we have a dog oracle. I totally love her. Okay. So the wisdom keeper of teamwork, here's just a, a paragraph from his message, his guidance to us. And I really invite anyone who's listening in or watching to really feel like this was pulled for you. This is going to have some teaching for each of us in this moment. Me too. Okay. I come to remind you that you always attract the relationships that teach you exactly what you need to know in order to grow. The more you trust that people are in your life for a reason, the more you'll be able to learn the relational lessons you, you need to learn and the better your judgment will be when it's time to choose new partners, friends, and collaborators. I want you to trust your instincts. Start smelling the people in your life. Ask yourself, who are my true allies? You have the potential to experience more trust, harmony, and teamwork in groups than you can possibly imagine. When you found your true team, your destiny will naturally and magically unfold. And so this wisdom keeper asks us to draw a map of our current relationships and indicate who are our allies, who do we trust, who we don't trust, and encourages us to be honest. And much, much more. This doesn't include the story, but this is like a little invitation. I just think that's a really important message for all of us right now. As you say, it's such a chaotic time and we're recreating our future and no single person can do that on their own. This is a team project. It's both an inside job and a team effort, right? It's both of those things simultaneously, which is so good because that's what the quail is all about. So I'll just read you one part of the quail, knowing that there's much more. Okay. We are quail. We strike the balance between individuality and the group spirit. We come to teach you this higher truth that the more robust and open you are in your individuality, the more powerful you are when working in a group. Our people are an echo of a higher evolution from beyond the earth. If we've flown into your life now, then you must consider this balance. How deeply can you trust in the unifying power of the whole? In surrendering your individual pride, you will be able to become part of something far greater than you as an individual. Perfect with teamwork. Absolutely. They're unifiers, right? So that they're in that unifying category. You get very different messages from a warrior. And we need to access all these parts of us. Sometimes we have to take a leap. Sometimes we have to fight for a cause that we believe in. Sometimes it's time to heal. And sometimes it's time to come together. And that's what I love so much about this whole journey that we're inviting people into is that 
We're giving them the banks to the river through which they can flow and find out which moment is calling for which aspect of the human experience in them. And then we do it together. Rosie, is it necessary to have an understanding or a background in the Gene Keys to really get some deeper understanding from either of your courses? Absolutely not. Actually, I would say one of the main reasons that we've created the Dream Arc is so that this wisdom can reach anybody. It's really, it's just, you know, what's going on in your dreams? What's going on in your imagination? What's going on in the world around you? When you walk outside, you see a bluebird. <laughs> what are your own associations with the bluebird? You know, and then you can look, you could read what the codex has to say about it and let it then feed into an imaginal creative process that keeps on going. And each of these modules, they're not just about the animals, they're about the themes, right? So sometimes you're just being invited to take a leap, to take a risk to move out of inertia. Sometimes you're invited to make a meal for people you love. You know, sometimes you're invited to walk a, a labyrinth or get up early and watch a sunrise. It's, it's very universal. It's things that anybody can relate to. It is not a system. It's a journey. It's an adventure. Yeah. An exploration. It's an exploration. Absolutely. So I'm curious, as you were working on this project, did it open like your dreams at night? Did you start dreaming about totems and messages and the magic of life? Absolutely. Now, I have always been quite the dreamer. Like that's a big, that's a big world for me. So that might be also why I was just attracted to this in the first place. But I have noticed so many more animals in my dreams than ever before. And people who've been working on the dream arc, whether it's Richard the Sage or Sally, our wonderful voyager, or Elijah, our wizard, or people working in the back end, you know, on the technology or the interviews or whatever, their dreams like are just coming alive with animals and just coming alive in general. It opens us up to the entire imaginal subconscious life and allows us to kind of live a fluid existence where, where what's unknown to us becomes known and then we can work with it and play with it and engage the inner child. Yeah, I would think too, it would also be a really important tool to accept those parts of ourselves where maybe we haven't yet. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's one of the gifts of the Gene Keys, you know, that it incorporates shadow. It incorporates those parts of us that have been forbidden you know, whether it's to get angry or, you know, for some people to be shy is forbidden, but it's also could be like shining our light can be forbidden. I think of Marianne Williamson's quote about our greatest fear is our light, is our power. You know, even before, like I have a somewhat, I get a little afraid of public speaking and interviews. Like, so, I, so I actually pulled a card for myself and I got the stingray, which is all about the fear of owning my power. And so, Definitely. It's all about supporting us to embrace those parts of us that we've learned to reject that would not have been safe for us to express when we were young, very Jungian in that sense. And so all the underworld creatures, but also all the gifts and all the incredible messengers, all of that could be something that we've had to disown or split off from because it would not have been safe in our own early environment to truly own and express. So it's all about leaning in to all of it, becoming more and more whole to not reject, we need to feel connected inside and to our entire 
surrounding the world, the whole, the cosmos. That's the only way we're going to get through these times is if we really understand our connectedness in a deep, visceral way. It just sounds like a fantastic course. So thank you for sharing it with us today. It's so much more than a course. And I do want to give a final shout out to the Indigenous wisdom keepers who've, who've allowed us to interview them, all of the artists, the poets, the musicians, the healers, the storytellers who have just brought their gifts and their generosity and their creativity to this experience so that, you know, it is not just me. This is a village. Anybody who enters will receive the benefits of that village and become a member of that village. And then we will encourage you to express your own wisdom and your stories and your art and your creative spark. If anyone would like to know more about your work, about the Wisdom Keepers or DreamArk, where can we send them? So if you'd like to know more about the work that I do, then go to wisdomkeepers.net. And if you'd like to know about the DreamArk, go to genekeys.com. One last question. If someone in the future is catching this podcast and is interested, you know, they haven't missed the boat, right? This is something they can do anytime. Absolutely. This is a self-study course. It's a self-study journey. So at any time you can hop right in and we have an ongoing forum inside and people will take this and make it their own. I have a feeling this will become a movement. It will have many uh, offshoots over time. So no, you could never be too late. You're always welcome. You're so welcome and you belong. You belong with us because we're in it together. Wonderful. Thank you again for being my guest, Rosie. Such a pleasure and honor. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You will find all of our conversations on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Come visit me at thoughtchange.com. Pick up your copy of Learning to Listen. And while you're there, check out my course, Alchemy from the Inside Out. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now. <music>